One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing. Um, this podcast, I believe, is episode 41 with myself, Christopher Glasson and Stuart Whiffin. It's our live show. It's our fourth live show that we've already done this year. Um, back at the Hoxton Bar Square and Critters. I will start that again. Back at the Hoxton Square Bar and Kitchen. Um, second live uh, sold out show there. Um, it was awesome. It was actually, uh, me and Stuart's, probably our favourite day this year because we did it as a matinee and after the show uh, we went out and we went to some of the clubs that we've um, promoted and ran over the years and, and we took our friends and we, we um, took a bunch of the people who'd come to the podcast as well. So it was just it was just a lovely time to celebrate. Who we got on this live show? Well, returning... We have uh, Gal Porter, who was at the last live show, and Rialina. But joining them is Bobby from Does It Offend You? Yeah. And Jen, who's recently one of the co-authors of a book named I Was Britpopped. We talk about favourite things about London. Some are fun and some are more serious. And we also talk quite a lot about music and the Britpop scene. So I'm not going to go much further into it there. It was it was awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Um, big shout out to redshiftrebels.com, our streetwear brand. And um, shout out to the Distraction Pieces Network and everybody on it. Um, this is a little Christmas bonus episode for you today and tomorrow. And you can see the wonderful work of Brad Acton, who filmed it all over on our YouTube channel, which we released a day early. One more thank you to our man, 76, uh, Stuart Mangum, who's uh, been editing a lot of these bits and pieces. And, um, yeah, that's it. Enjoy, folks. It's a two-parter. Thank you, Sean. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Ladies and gentlemen, pray silence for the biggest thing to come out of Essex since... Fatima Whitbread. No. Depeche Mode. No. Scroobius Pip. Definitely not. Brian Bello. The greatest thing since Brian Bello to come out of Essex is Hulk Hollister with Chris and Stu. Come back. Thank you. How is everyone? All right? 
Lovely, <laughs> lovely. Where, where have we come from today? Where, who's gone the furthest? <laughs> who's come that far? Come on. Manchester. Manchester. Oh, that's I far. mean, that's, that's impressive. Yeah. Decent. Decent. <laughs> Not so <Can> decent. <laughs> oh, that don't count. Out. Well, look, thanks ever so much for coming here um, on a Saturday afternoon, which is, uh, which is quite novel. It was a Thursday night last time. Yeah. And uh, we was a little bit concerned when we thought we'd do a, a matinee. Yep. But... Um, Thanks for showing up. Much appreciated. Yeah, really, really kind of you all. So thank you very much. We've and, done uh, um, another... What, what have we done since then, mate? We did a Dublin one, didn't we? We went over to Dublin um, because that was... Well, Pip had a show out there and yeah. uh, he played this huge fuck-off theatre and uh, he invited us out for about five minutes and was quite quick to get us back off. And then kind of got, <laughs> then kind of got his important celebrity mates yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the following night... He'd got us a show at a, a much smaller theatre. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was interesting. We didn't go on stage till midnight. And so we've been in, in Dublin all day thinking... And, and bear in mind, we've been given free booze. Right? And so you think, right, OK, look, we've got to time this right. We can't, we can't go straight in here. And, uh, and so we're sitting there in a pub for about four hours, like nursing a pint. And in the end, it was just, oh, fuck it. And, uh, Started coughing them. And uh, yeah. it got messy. I mean, I can't really remember past the first hour. Well, I think what you'll remember is about hour and 20 minutes in, Pip went, what are you doing? And you couldn't be bothered to go and find the <laughs> toilet, so you pissed in a pint glass on stage. Yeah. All right, that was... That, uh, that, that's, that makes it sound like I got my todger out. I didn't. It was under... I was, I'm a classy dude. Sorry, and Chris wet himself on stage <laughs> in Dublin. <laughs> and it trickled into a pint glass. There was like this, like... There was like a curtain, wasn't there, in front of the table, so I could sort of slip it out under there. And no yeah. one knew it. I got away with it, I think. So. so it was a classy affair. Do you reckon that's why Pip's not here today? But we... Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's not here today. Sorry. Um, he's, um, we finally um, got out from his shadow. Yeah, and, uh, it's cold. Yeah, we're, um, we're kind of starting to overtake him in popularity now. We're, uh, I think so, we see mate. ourselves as a much yeah, bigger yeah. deal than him now, yeah, don't yeah, we? Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. Give He's trying hard though, bless yeah, him. Yeah, bless him. Guests, we'll keep carrying him, that's fine. Yeah. That's he fine, can't mate. compete with this chemistry, <laughs> can he? I don't think... He, he said he was out of the country, but I think he's literally sat at home. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But the, the thing was, when we, where we didn't go on stage till like 12, we come off stage... At, well, we got told to shut up at about half three in the morning. Yeah. And uh, we got overexcited, obviously. Pip was just sitting there thinking, make this end. And we was just banging on. Don't even think the audience were particularly that involved. Me and you was just like, oh, I fucking love you, mate. <laughs> uh, it, was, uh, it, it, it was pretty messy, wasn't it? But we had to literally, from there, go back. We, Pip nicely had booked us a flight for about 7 a.m. Mm. So we'd left there, went back, to the, went back to the hotel. You had enough time to... Um, take the recording equipment out of a suitcase and leave it in the hotel <laughs> so we then had to get it flown back oh, from fucking yeah. Dublin. <laughs> but we got to the hotel, uh, sorry, the airport, and you weren't in good shape, was no, you? I, was, I, was, I felt wretched, and you just had complete power over me that day. It was amazing, because as, as you well know, when we've done drunk casting that, I ease my anxiety by really playing on Chris's anxiety yeah. and explaining just how fucking bad he was. And so we got to the airport... 
and I took a photo of you and it was horrific, wasn't it? Fucking asshole. And you yeah. got all upset, yeah. but his battery had died on his phone. Now, <laughs> with the hardcore listing social media, we both have logins to that, so we, we, we both interact. So I straight away put that picture up and it got shit loads of likes. Quite quickly, he was like, oh, you've put that picture up, get rid of it. And I was like, oh, I can't, mate. <laughs> but then you started putting up other pictures that you hadn't even taken that day. For some reason, months ago, I sent you a picture of me just in the towel. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like one of those jokey ones you send your mates that aren't for the rest of the world, <laughs> slash sexy. And but you no, fucking you... posted that, and Pip was showing it to me on his phone. He's like, <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't take it down. I was just, I was just left but out. But you, in... you was crouching on the floor oh. with your cat pulled over your eyes, just going, oh, just please get rid of it, <laughs> and like being an ass. I took great comfort in just consistently knocking the peak of your cap and knocking your cap off your head <laughs> to the point where I think it's probably the closest you've ever got to having a fight on it. Just, just for fuck's sake, we just fucking oh, leave mate, me alone. My punches would have been like that, lank, <laughs> lank punches. Yeah, you're, you're a cool man that day. And so since then, we've, we've been up to Manchester and have any of you listened to the Mike Joyce Smiths one yet? Like, I, I'm, I'm really pleased with that. I think that was... Um, of course was you a, are. A good... Yeah, Mike. Oh, anything, Mike. I'll do anything. It's terrible. <laughs> but about on the way up there, you you had it. You really kept it together. And about thirty minutes in, you just started chain smoking. And we got round there, and you were just uh, yes, mate. It was it was tragic. So yeah, but you that, actually weren't that bad, to be fair. No, you, you've got to realise that he's one of the fucking. Don't, don't you don't. No one needs to hear it. <laughs> No one needs to hear it. Ain't it ain't every day you get to go to your hero's ass and sit in his front room and have a chat right. for a couple of hours. And, okay. and, and I, you know, aside from me fanboying out, he, yeah. he just, I thought he'd come across really well. I think he, he was, you know, interesting, fun. And so that You're was fanboying good. out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then um, and then that night we got back to the hotel and we recorded with um, Dr. Susie Gage, who's on the Distraction yeah. Pieces Network. So that's coming out, what, Monday? That's out on Monday. And yeah. then we got up. We didn't. We... we we didn't sleep again. No, you got the ump because you wanted to sleep, but I was too excited. Yeah. And I was like, let's do an Instagram live video. Yeah, and there was literally five people watching it, and he was doing it for hours. And <laughs> you might as well started up chat roulette or something like that, man. <laughs> it was really moody, and you found it hysterical. I think once we'd watched Under Siege, I figured that was when we'd go to sleep. Well, uh, you, were, you were pumped, obviously, seeing Seagal. When we were watching Under Siege, we turned the telly on and Under Siege was on. And, it's, and, and I don't know if any of you have seen that, but th there's a scene in that where um, the uh, Baywatch babe, Erica Elenak, pops out of a giant birthday cake um, with her knockers out. <laughs> so I went, this will make a great little video. And so for about 15 minutes... You were just sitting there with your camera in front of the television waiting for... Um, I couldn't remember when it came on, so I like, watched most of Under Siege through my phone. Yeah. 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 But since then, we've got, some, we've got some really good ones coming out as well. We're not plugging the podcast, but we're just giving you a little well, recap of kind of what, what happened since then. But we went, um, we've been up to London and we, we, we got to meet and record with Frank Bruno, which was fucking amazing, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. It was... Uh, that's, it's a good... And, and I, I think thought he was going to weigh out Brad at one point. Did yeah. you, Brad? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah we won't say too much because we want yeah. you to listen to it and then a few days after that we, we went up to London again and we, we, um, we interviewed um, Huey from Fun Loving Criminals who's got a great podcast as well and I mean that was cool I know he's, he's long been said that he's a cool guy but um, he's a fucking cool guy yeah we met him in a really fancy hotel where was that hotel? 
Oh, some po- posh London. I don't London really edition. Yeah, that I was think. it. Yeah, that yeah, was real. We looked so out of place. Yeah. When we got there, we were sitting there dressed like this in this kind of really swank fucking lobby, wasn't it? And people just kept coming over going like, uh, are you all right? We're like, yeah, yeah fine, thanks. <laughs> Would you like a drink? And it's like, can't afford one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, so that's that. That is that. So should we... Take care, guys. <laughs> right, so... Um, Today, the, the, the idea is it's going to be top five things about London. So we thought, like, rather than the last time we'd done embarrassing stories, and uh, was any use at the last one? Oh, thanks. And you came back. Yeah. And, but, but we thought we'd That's switch That's interesting, up a bit. that noise there of how many people come back. <laughs> the next one's going to be a quiet affair, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, we thought we'd switch up and do uh, like top five things about London because last one was about embarrassing stories and we had people coming up talking about fucking their cousins and we thought, you know, <laughs> let's, let's avoid that. Yeah. She, uh, like, uh, she uh, was desperate to tell that story as well. And, 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 I and fucked my cousin. That, that okay. was, that, <laughs> that was my work colleague podcast, who was man. meant to be here today and then yeah. all of a sudden yesterday, oh, I can't get a babysitter and I thought, man, there we go. Who's she got the kid with? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what we're going to do, we'll do that, and we've got, we've got four guests tonight, and, um, and so the, the, the first half, um, we're going to have two guests, then we're going to have a 30-minute break, and then in the second half, we're going to have two guests, but at the end of the second half, we're going to invite questions from yourselves, so if you've got any interesting stories about London, or any bizarre stories where you've met famous people, or anything that you think that kind of, or anywhere about London that you think you've got something that might be interesting to talk about, then then we'll involve you and uh, we'll, have a, we'll have a chat. Yeah, yeah, we'll have a chat with you. Or if you've got questions about Stuart Whiffin, come up and ask him and I will answer them for you. Yeah, you I should point there. out at this point, I don't really want my wife coming up and getting involved <laughs> in this. <'cause> <laughs> <laughs> um, right, okay, so um, we'll introduce our first two guests. And um, our first guest is, is Jen. And last week, Jen had um, a book published called I Was Britpopped, and um, we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about Britpop, and also throughout that era of Britpop, there was someone that was presenting lots of stuff on TV um, around that era, about presenting Top of the Pops, and such like that, so should we, should we get them on stage? Yeah, without further ado, here's Gal Porter and Jen Natasha. Welcome back, Gail. You're, you're becoming a resident on this, uh, no, exactly. this podcast. I forgot how, how small I was until I got on your sofa and I can't reach the ground. It's like when you got on the bus and you swing your legs. Does anyone get that? No. Okay. Bless. <laughs> how are you, boys? We're all right. Yeah. We're all right. We're missing you at the Z events, but we'll have yeah. to do another one. We did a zombie survival thing and... Uh, was going to do it with you, but now yeah. we've, got to, we've got to do another one, which is a great excuse to yeah. do it. Yeah, I had my daughter that night, so I didn't think it was... I'd just taken her to the London tombs, Yeah. and that is terrifying. I know I said to you guys, yeah. you've got to come, because I've literally got a lifelong pass for free, <laughs> so, because I loved it so much, but it's the scariest thing. You, have you been? Yeah. Isn't that horrible? It's, horrible? it's like with a clown with a yeah. chainsaw, and you're just like, yeah. come on now. Yeah. Really? It's scary. It's yeah. really scary. It's like, if, you, if you're frightened of clowns, or murders, or anything like that, just don't go. Yeah. It's terrifying, and I'm not scared of anything. Is it one of my like, jump out and shit? 
Yeah, it's worse than that, yeah. isn't it? It's like you're in a maze. Yeah, you're in a maze and you like really, if you're claustrophobic, don't go. Yeah, you get squashed yeah, you get in, squashed. and and then there's like people yeah. from asylums, and I've been sectioned, so I mean, even I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a lot to scare me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. That wasn't even a joke. <laughs> <laughs> That's the scary part. Yeah. So, should we I'm start right, yeah. talking about your your book? Your book. I brought, I brought a copy in. It's the first edition, actually, but just to show you. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, the book, it's um, an A to Z of Britpop. Okay. I um, thought it was the right time to write a book on Britpop because it's been 25 years. 25? Oh since my the God. first Britpop single. That freaks me I know, out I felt that. very like, old writing it. Every now and again, it's years. on social media, yeah. it's like, uh, never mind, come out 30 years today. Yeah, and you just think, yeah. no, didn't that come out about eight years ago? Mm. And like, it, it, it's kind of things like that that really sort of make you feel your age. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, oh, it Make did. you feel your age, mate. <laughs> what, um, what, what was the first official then? How, what are they going from? What's the first single? Well, it's think? subjective, but, you yes. know, obviously, but what we think, 25 years ago, Blur's pop scene, March 92, okay. so we've pinpointed the era from pop scene to Pulp's This Is Hardcore in March 98. So 92 to 98, with the peak years being 95 to 97, when you had, like, the Battle of Britpop and, you know, Nebworth, that those are the peaks of the era. But yeah, we had to pinpoint it, otherwise the book would have been like probably three times as thick. <laughs> so we had, we had to narrow to it down. Through, yeah. We had a lot to get through, yeah. So you're choosing pop scene as that was the point when Blur went from being kind of baggy boys yeah, baggy and, and trying boys, to tag yeah. onto that scene. Yeah, so we've left leisure out of the and book. It turned we started up it from, yeah, modern life is rubbish. Cherry Red, Doc Martens, and exactly, Fred yeah. Perry's, and, and, and all of a yeah, sudden Fred that, that was kind yeah. of... Stu's acting yeah. like he knows a lot about Britpop. Jen, the other night we were sat here and he said, what's, your, what's in your top five Britpop? And when he put me on the spot, my mind went a bit blank. So he helped me yeah. out a little bit. And uh, the first one he said was, uh, do you want to tell everyone what you said? I, no. Beastie Boys. <laughs> he said the Beastie Boys. And I'm like, you know everything about indie music. And yeah, you went in with Beastie Boys. And then Prodigy. And I was like, are they, I don't think they are, mate. But you were right, adamant. No. And I was like, well, okay. We got sidetracked talking about... Mid-90s music. And mm. so that's why yeah. I mentioned a bit... For mm. fuck's sake. No, you can't no, dig no. out, get out you know of that, what? Someone said to me, Spice Girls. I was like... Mm. <laughs> no, no. Not in the book. Took more than a dress. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so, was you... So, are you from London? I'm from Swansea. Right, I thought as much. If I've had so, more to drink, you would have got a, a more Welsh. <laughs> so, was you yeah. in London in, in the mid-90s? You know what? No. Okay. And I was gutted I wasn't. I observed from far away in, in South Wales, you know. We had a little it's small safer. scene. It's probably safer. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember much about the 90s. Right, you were yeah. slap bang in the middle of it, Gal, wasn't you? You were, <laughs> yeah. you were living the, 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 the Britpop madness. Yeah. Where was you then? Was you in Soho then? Yes. Okay. I lived in Seoul for seven years. Whoa. Yeah. Well, I, I was single and, you know, I was busy and... Uh, and I worked at Virgin Radio at the time as well, so I was just literally could go next door, and that was me at work. And it was Chris Evans' time, so it was a bit. Uh, we were in the pub yeah. by 9am, <laughs> <laughs> and that was normal. You just like, well, oh, he'd like knock on the doors of the local pubs, and they'd all be ready for us. And we didn't think that was odd. <laughs> like, it's nine o'clock. No. We'll hit the pubs. It's very night. <laughs> yeah. Was so that what? every day? Was you partying like that every day? Um, it was, well, we, I was doing kind of the big breakfast in the morning, so I was you know, up at two o'clock in the morning doing that, then doing radio. And so by the time it got to nine o'clock in the morning, 
it was like lunchtime because right, you've been up okay. since two o'clock wow, yeah. and then you do top of the pops <laughs> at night and then you didn't know what day it was. You're like, <laughs> and then you just keep going again and then... What, so was, it, what was, was it like um, doing top of the pops, hosting that? Oh, that was great fun. Can you imagine getting the phone call and saying, oh, what are you doing on a Thursday? It was a th I think we recorded it on a Thursday, went out on a Friday, didn't it? Yeah. Um, but we pretended it was live. And I had a box for that, right? I'm not even joking, because I was so small that they couldn't see me over the kids. So they used to carry, they used, they used to carry this box going, get Gail's box and put it over there, opposite blur, you like that. And then you climb up and look like that. Oh, hi, it's Gail's box. And all the kids are like, I was like, what did they feed you? How are you so big? But I used to, oh, it was brilliant fun, but I always, when you were mentioning Blur, I always hid from Damon every time he came in, because I had a crush. So I was always in the toilets. And I've never, I never met him, and I just refused point blank to meet him. And then one day I met him outside in Soho somewhere, and he was really drunk. He's going, you hide from me. I was like, oh, I thought I was just being really cool that he hadn't noticed, but he's like, we know you're in the toilet. <laughs> Oh, that went down well. Yeah. Were you there that time when Elastica played and um, oh, yeah. Damon Album was on keyboards and he was known as Dan Abnormal? That's yeah, right. that's right. Yeah, because yeah. he, he was going yeah. out with her, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't it? She's yeah. very pretty. Yeah. So yeah, could you feel like that there was a, a scene happening? <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a, you know. <laughs> like... Oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah, no, it, was, uh, it, was, it was fun. Like you said with Huey, I bumped into him in New York, bizarrely, and he'd been on Top of the Pops a couple of weeks before and he's like, it was when he was, he enjoyed himself. And he's like, hey, do you want to come to my flat? There's like a couple of people. It was just like, I couldn't, well, once you could get through the smoke, I was like, where are we? Oh my gosh, I was like, I'm in Huey's flat. <laughs> I had to leave because I don't know what was going on and I couldn't understand what anyone was talking about. <laughs> but it was like one of those things that you tick off going being there. Yeah, yeah. Done that. Yeah. Because it, it, living just outside of London, we were sort of 20 minutes from London. And uh, I mean, you was obviously... You was about four when this was happening, mm. weren't you? <laughs> but um, 15, it, it, I guess, 14, it fell perfectly for me. I was like yeah. sort of 19, 20 and in bands and wanted to yeah. go to Camden and, and you know, drink in the good mixer yeah. and, 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 yeah. and play the, the kind of the toilet circuit that mm. it was at the time. And, and for, you know, as a, as a star-struck indie kid, you got to bump into these people. Yeah, they you were know, all Yeah, yeah. And Did you used to go I, into I all didn't. that? I mean, when I was 15, I managed to persuade my parents to let me go to Nebworth. What's oh. that? I, it was in incredible. What year yeah. was that? I, I had to stand in my rucksack to actually see. Did you? See, so you I was, like I was me, so small. Yeah. short too. Five a, foot one. How are you? Five foot three. Let's think about that then. <laughs> She's just too tall for a box. But at the time, yeah. probably four foot five. You know. I told my doctor I was five foot four and a half. He's like, oh, bless you. <laughs> I was like, I am. <laughs> Was Nebworth, <laughs> was Nebworth more than one year? Igno excuse my ignorance. Was What's it that? just one year, Nebworth? Well, yeah, it was two gigs. Two gigs. Yeah, okay. Who was, who was at that? Because all that I remember was, is, wasn't Prodigy there at one point? I went on the day point. of Prodigy Day, yeah. yeah so yeah. that was great. Manic Street Preachers, ah. Prodigy, Cooler Ocean Shaker. Ocean Colour Scene. Yeah, Ocean Colour Scene, Cooler Shaker. It was like the Britpop gig, really. But at Prodigy were there as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Beastie Boys were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spice Girls. <laughs> well, what did you think of Cooler Shaker, Jen? Did you like them? Loved Cooler Shaker. Yeah, see, I yeah. loved them. That young man over there, he hated them. Me too. Really? Yeah. Couldn't stand Cooler Shaker. Oh, really? He was posh boy, wasn't he? He was too, you know, I interviewed him once and they were really, really rude. And I was quite nervous at the time. Because oh, really? I was used to, people were nice in the 90s and everyone had a laugh, but they were really rude and really up themselves. So I was like, I don't even like you. You <laughs> <laughs> don't even have to do this. This is for kids' telly. Do you know what I mean? It's not like we're yeah. doing Parkinson. <laughs> <laughs> they were like really, really serious. I go, you do know you're going to get gunged after this, yeah? <laughs> 
y'all anyway. <laughs> so funny. Like, it, it, it <laughs> really How can you not like Cooler Shaker? You didn't like a bit of Tatva? Uh, I, hey, do you know dude. what? Yeah, I just, I, I had a Come letter on. printed in Viz. Right. Did you? <laughs> what was it? Tell oh. me, tell me, tell me. No I love the letters in yes. this. It went, <laughs> la, 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 la. I'm not listening to any of you people that try and tell me that Cooler Shaker are any cop. I would rather have it off with 76 than listen to their vile <laughs> pile of retro toss. And I would gladly give that 90s bunch of, no, that 60s, that retro bunch of knobs, a 90s style ride in a pub car park of their choice. He, <laughs> he's very proud of it. He's memorised it. Lots of love, Stu, in 1995. <laughs> but I got a Viz pen. I got, I got Did a letter. You? Yeah, I got a letter in Viz. And, uh, but I just, I couldn't stand him. And like, I just, there was something about Cooler Shaker that His they just... a bit annoying. It crisping. Crispin yeah, Mills, Crispin son of Hayley Mills. Yeah. I mean, that's... That, that she reeks. was in the real wheelchair, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just... It's like a taxi driver or anything, is it? Exactly. You know what I mean? If you're going to be cool, be cool. Did you like them then? I, mean, I, loved, I loved that album, K, you know? Yeah. Mm. There was so many hits on it, like, you know, Tap Bar, yeah. Hey Dude, Govinda, Govinda, Jaya Jaya. Thank you. No one really knew. They, they attempted it. You know, well, the, the, the kind of, I guess, when people look back at the when when record companies jumped on that kind of Britpop London scene, mm. the one band that I think, and he's going to be coming on um, the podcast in a few weeks, um, was Menswear. Yeah. And Menswear become the kind of little poster boys for it, really, didn't they? They're all pretty boys, yeah. and but they're from Essex. And, uh, and, and Chris was a, a Chris Gentry, who was the kind of lad guitarist kind of boy about tan, who someone has told me that Charmless Man is written about him, um, the Blur yeah. track, apparently so. But, um, but yeah, they, um, they, they kind of become that kind of thing where the, the labels just wanted to find the next kind of Britpop band. And yeah. they just, and there weren't a lot of, I don't know. It, it, they that, didn't, yeah, that's the menswear story, yeah. Yeah. But they looked I a little mean, bit like they were in a catalogue shoot, didn't they? Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and if I remember rightly, they were on Top of the Pops before they had a record deal. Yeah. They were on there with Armani yeah, somehow yeah. and, uh, before they'd even been signed. Yeah. So there was a, I think there was a, yeah. a, a feature in Select Magazine or yeah, something Select like Magazine, that. Yeah, Select Magazine, yeah. They were the only band to be unsigned yeah. with yeah. Top of the Pops, yeah. 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 So that was crazy. Select. I did actually bump into Matt Everett in Glastonbury a few years ago. Well, he's ago. become a really that, successful DJ, hasn't he? That would have been good for the Embarrassing Stories podcast, though, so I'll say that. Oh no! Why were no, you related no, to him? No, no. All right, I just realised he, was, it, he was stood behind me in a Rolling Stones gig with Sean Keaveney. I don't know if I should say this. Mm. Yeah, you should. Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> we'll edit it out. <laughs> Get a glass Be of Bear wine. in mind, 125,000 people watching Rolling Stones. I'm in the middle. I've been drinking Brother's Cider all day. Toilets aren't really in near distance, so I had to be one of those people who peed into a cup. There you go, you're in good company. With Sean Keevan, Ladies and gentlemen, Jenna Tasha, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to regret that. Um, I, and, anyway. and Matt and Sean? Stood behind me, yeah. Did they do the thing mm -hmm. with a coach to kind of try and uh, shield it from anyone else, or did they just <laughs> My kind of... My plus one, Lisa, she, she did try and shield me with her coat. <laughs> <laughs> That's a friend. At least it wasn't a wine anyway. bottle. That was messy. <laughs> it was around oh, yeah. like V97. Did you guys used to <laughs> see like the, the, bottle, the bottle wars that were happening? I think it was V97 and all the bottles oh, were just getting God. thrown. That I was avoid insane. B for that reason. It was absolutely yeah. crazy. There was one in it. Well, there was. Yeah. Like, every now yeah. and then one would hit someone close yeah. to you and it would be really warm and you're like, that's not... 
I had to leave a festival. Why would you do that? that? Yeah. yeah, I got covered in pee. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's not your own. In it, but been... don't chuck it, you know? Yeah. Put it on the floor. Classy. <laughs> Politely. <laughs> Very classy, yeah. <laughs> so, of, of, of that era, Gal, like, who... Who was your kind of heroes? Who was the, the ones that you, you got to? Obviously, on, on, when you guested on our podcast, you literally met the most famous people on the planet <laughs> and embarrassed yourself meeting yeah. five of the ones that you mentioned. Yeah, I always embarrass myself. <laughs> all the time. My daughter's here. She's actually sitting backstage because she doesn't even want to watch me. She's just like, oh, no, no, no. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I always embarrass myself constantly. So I'd get really nervous or trip up or, you know, just say something untowards. And, you know, the, the demon thing is just mortifying still to this day. And I think, yeah, you, you used to walk past the toilet and go, all right, and I was like, they're talking to somebody else. But they knew I was there. I was hiding. Oh, and, um, but yeah, one of my, um, my ex was in a band, uh, The Prodigy. And so that was interesting, yeah. uh, to say the least. Um, so, yeah, no, it was just everything was great fun. And like I said, when I was on the podcast last time, I, was, I did a film show where you just got paid to talk to people about their movies. And some people were rude and some people were great. And, uh, yeah, embarrassing. But it was really good fun because, like I said before, everyone was more friendly and everyone was excited and there was mm. so many things going yeah. on and like you say there was great gigs yeah and it was a positive time yeah. in the 90s whereas now yeah. i couldn't unless I, I i don't watch reality telly so i don't yeah. when you look in the mag i don't know who anyone is i don't know where anyone does anything. Well, where, where the scene is because you, and you, you need said a top of the pops you, need, you? You, you do need a top of the pops because you need that a was, top of the pops yeah, that and a, and a tfi friday that mm. was the, yeah. the kind of the, the central hub wasn't it where Bands got a chance to perform, and, and, and everyone would see that. And yeah, or oh, the know, White you, Room was my oh, personal favourite. Oh, the favorite. White Room, Love yeah. the White oh, Room. The white oh, great, Mark yeah. Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. Things mm. like that, you just you, all you've yeah. got now is Jules Holland. Do you like, think yeah. any scenes of uh, competing with that now? Because I know that you know in your book you sort of said that that was the like, last great mm. British music scene, really. And do you think anything's come close to it since? Because I, I agree. I'm not trying to set you up for a fall. I don't yet. think no, you no, do I, agree, Chris. No, I do. I don't know if this is just. I don't know if this is just me sounding old, but there's just nothing like it these days. I mean, someone asked me, you know, the other day, like, do you think there'll be a Britpop revival? And I said, well, we're actually in the midst of one. You know, so I think that's the probably closest mm. thing to it. You know, like Shed 7, they're touring, they've got a new album out, it's amazing. Blue Tones. Sleeper Reforms, yeah, yep. Blue Tones. You know, a lot of the, the albums were turning 20 and being reissued on vinyl, prompting people to, like, buy record players, and, you know, vinyl sales have gone through the roof, and, but that's all because of the 90s bands, you know? Mm. They've, all come they've, back, yeah. they've all come back, so I think the Britpop revival is the next closest thing. <laughs> the scenes we, we've had in the last 10 years have been more electronica-orientated and, and dance music-orientated, and they've sort yeah. of never quite... We had dubstep that was crazy for a few years, and it was good yeah. for a bit, then it went a bit weird, and... Grime, you know, everyone was going grime, crazy yeah. for grime yeah. again last that year because that's yeah. been going for God knows how long. Again last yeah. year, it became flavour of the month for a bit, and it sort of what fizzled is that? off is again. It corrupt, corrupt FA? I love that. Oh, yeah, What's the one? People just do nothing. <gasps> oh my gosh, I love that. Have you seen it? It's so good. Have you not seen <laughs> no. it? What's it called? People just do, do nothing. just do nothing. Yeah. Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah, yeah. You've got to watch it. Right, it's really okay. funny. Yeah. Really funny. Mm. I really like it. So I, they're actually they're quite good at doing that rapping thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. So I was like, am I supposed to like this or is this, I don't know. I'm getting old, I'm not sure of it. Yeah, because they were playing at the Roundhouse and I missed it, unfortunately. Oh, did they? Yeah, they played a couple, oh, mu nice. uh, couple of weeks back. Yeah. Speaking of the Roundhouse, something that's come back is MTV Unplugged, because that, that was part of the oh, 90s wow. as well, really? wasn't it? Yeah. You know, I was there on Wednesday and they, uh, Biffy Clyro. <gasps> yeah, it was really good. Scottish. So hopefully, I think it's just... 
they're just bringing these things back because there's nothing... Well, they need to, don't they? Yeah, need to. It's like yeah. the big breakfast. I mean, you get up in the morning and you just switch it on and go, well, this makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. We don't even know what's going on. No. I'm watching Zig and Zag and Joe Mangle. It was amazing, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. wasn't it? <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, highlights. <laughs> I mean, I remember they, they got in, um, what's his name, the Three Decks, DJ... Uh, what's his name? Carl Cox. Three Decks, wasn't it? Come on, young yeah. people. Your accent made it sound like Ross. Oh, my God, you thought it was something rude. That's a proper big breakfast. <laughs> D-E-C-K-S. <laughs> I mean, that's a proper DJ, isn't it? Whoa. That's the name of his new album. But, yeah, there was one time we got into work at, like, five o'clock in the morning and there's producers like, right, so you and Carl Cox with his three decks will be in the toilet at 7.30 a.m. DJing. And you just go, right... <laughs> and that was fine. You would just do it, and you didn't. It's not yeah. like you went to like a, a bank where you went to the shop and going right. You're on the tills today. You're going right. You've got to be with a big bloke and DJing in a toilet with three decks. <laughs> <laughs> but, and we just did it, and you just thought, yeah, that's God. fine. That's all right. Everyone's going to get that. Seven a.m. So who was Brilliant. who was your faves from from that era? God, I mean, all over my wall was Oasis. That was the first thing. I mean, before that, I was listening to the 60s bands because I was like, there's nothing to listen to these days. This was back in 95. But then I was in my GCSE art class and I was listening to Live Forever on my friend's CD Walkman. <laughs> and that was it. It opened the door. You know, I listened to the whole of Definitely Maybe. And I was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed. Got What's the Story, Morning Glory. And then all the Britpop bands were coming out and it was just, it was brilliant. You know, fresh new music every week. So I think it started with Oasis, but then it, it progressed to other bands like Blur, Massive Blur. You know, the question back then was, do you like Oasis or Blur? Did you? What, who like was you both. with then? Was you just both? You was both, oh, yeah. But I'd, I'd say it was Oasis, because you weren't allowed to like both. No. You see, I, I really didn't like Blur. I really, really liked Oasis for the first two records, and now yeah. I much prefer Blur. So I think the question story. now is oh, Liam or Noel, isn't it? Yeah. What's that? The question now is Liam or Noel. Liam or Noel, yeah. Well, I, I always kind of looked at, at the difference. To me, like... Oasis were like the Stones. They were going to have the same sound. Whatever they'd done, they were never going to be that experimental. It was just going to be solid rock and roll. Whereas Blur were more Bowie. I think every album was a different direction and a progression. And so I was always more interested in what Blur done. But I just always struggled with Damon Alban. I just didn't... He never seemed for so real. So did Gal. Like. For different reasons. <laughs> I don't know but what I, it was. It just made me go weird. Mm. Weirder. But speaking yeah, of boxes, <laughs> speaking of boxes, Liam Gallagher's really small, isn't he? Is he? I presumed, like, I, I, um, I saw Richard Ashcroft. Um, He's really tall. Yeah. Like, you get a nosebleed when you look up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw... Um, we, we went to see Richard Ashcroft, this, this tiny little secret gig thing at the Electric Ballroom in, in Camden. And we got there really early, and we were just standing at the bar, and there's about four people in there, and we were standing next to this bloke who looked like a painter and decorator, and we were just <laughs> having a couple of beers. And then, of the few people that were in there, Liam Gallagher has walked in. And rather than just kind of be subtle and just walk around the side and just go and get a beer, he'd done a full Liam fucking bowl <laughs> right the way through the middle of the dance floor, so everyone knew that Liam Gallagher was here. And was walking towards us, and I was thinking, fucking nice Liam Gallagher. And, like, and straight away I was thinking, he's really small. Because <laughs> you just presume he's going to be this big gangly kind of like, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, and he walked straight to us and then, unbeknown to me, the painter and decorator was bonehead and, like, and was just <laughs> chatting away at a bonehead. And I was like, fucking hell, I think there's a bonehead for about an hour. No idea, he just looked like one of your dad's mates. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, okay, so... How about you, you Gal, then? 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So I'm still stuck in the 90s. Are you still? Okay. I mean, I, I mean, wrong with God, that? What do I listen to now? I mean, yeah, the new 90s stuff, Shed Seven's album, Instant Pleasures. It's, it's really it's good. good. Really good, yeah. Who's would yours be, I listen to Podgy a lot as well. Sorry, Jen. Yep. Who's would yours be? For, from uh, back in the day, Britpop. What would my favourite have been? Yeah. I, I was obviously Blur. I love my Blur. I love yeah. Elastica. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think mostly Blur. And then when they did all the Gorilla stuff, I just thought it was genius. I loved mm. it. Yeah. It awesome. And when he did his stuff with Ian, uh, Ian Brown, I loved, I loved the, obviously, Stone Roses yeah. and all that. Yeah, love all that stuff. I remember Ian Brown came to the knock on my door when I was doing um, Big Breakfast. Oh. And I was, that was another one that I'd hide from because, you know, like, I don't know, he might punch you or something. But, um, yeah, he knocked on the door and he's like, all right, I'm here. And I was like, oh, my God. Hey, everybody. And we didn't have mobile phones or anything. I was like, has anyone got a yeah. Polaroid camera? <laughs> no, Gail, it's 5.30 a.m. I was like, right, OK, nice to meet you, Ian. <laughs> uh, so that went down well. But, yeah, probably that, that kind of... How about you, exciting. mate? Have you got any ones that stick out? Blur and Oasis, it's tough not to list them. Like, I, I, like I went some, through mine and I was like, I've got to put them both in there. I like some kind of more... I'm not just being a wanker oh, for being a go. wanker. So I'll say Jarvis Cocker was the coolest by a mile. Okay. Yeah. I think Jarvis was just a, a complete pop star for me. You know, absolute uber geek nerd. She'd never have been a pop star and become one of the most famous people in, in British music at that point with a Jackson thing and stuff like that. And, <laughs> and I just think he was just... So fucking great, Jarvis Cocker. I thought he, he was brilliant. And, and, and that w was one of the things about Britpop that I think it gave the underdogs and the aspiring musicians mm. and the awkward kids that chance to pick up a guitar mm. and, and, and become famous and, and, you know, and get their music out. So I kind of like that. Or well, you, well, you could just pull it. your trousers down and pull a yeah, moony. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like Jarvis exactly. Did. Instant fame. <laughs> like, yeah, um, straight away. But I, I really liked... Um, there was a band called My Life Story that I... I, I Really yeah. liked them, and and there was a band called David Devant and his spirit wife that I was a bit obsessed with as well. I so think you've just made that up. I know. I've <laughs> but yeah, I liked them, and, and I love I love the Cardigans 
Oh, I like the card. <laughs> yeah, she was, she she was, was quite lovely, lovely wasn't she? she? Yeah. yeah. There are, I mean, there are loads of obscure bands, and that's partly why we wrote the book as well, because there's about 100 bands in there. Yeah. It's just that you forget half of them, yeah. and then reading it, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that one. Is, that, is that the one. book out now? Yeah. yeah, it came out last week. Finally. <laughs> and I know it's for sale on Amazon, and I've seen your pictures on your social media, so it's definitely in Waterstones. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so what we do when we post this, this show out, then we'll, we'll tag everyone in everything. Well, yeah, so we'll link you in and yeah, give it a push um, as well. So Britpop aside, kind of London, what's, what's London mean to you? Me? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, well, I was talking to the, um, my daughter about this on the tube, thinking, what would be like my top five things in London? I think, well... I don't know, not the tubes. The tubes really do my head in. Really do my head in at the moment. They're just too sweaty. And I can't reach the blinking pole thing, so I fall into people <laughs> and it's not. It's not cool. And I've got this yeah. ring, which I love this ring, but I have attached myself to quite a few people. And I think they think I'm trying it on. And I'm like, no, I'm serious. Can you? Oh, my God. Yeah, so that's, that's not very cool. But, uh, yeah, I love London for all sorts of different things. I like the kind of... Um, I like when they get the ice skating rinks at, at wintertime. Oh, yeah. I'm terrible yeah. at ice yeah, Can you ice skate? Nope. No, I'm shocked. Have a good laugh trying, though. I was hanging on to the <laughs> side last year and just watching my daughter go round and round, and I was like, I can't. There's some really cool yeah. ones. There's really one hard. by Canary Wolf, and there's one by, there used to be one by uh, Tower, Tower uh, what is it? Tower, Tower of London. Tower of London's yeah. a big place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's quite <laughs> well known. And I the think kings the and queens live in there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> and the tombs, that's one of my favourite things about being in London. Yeah, you've got to come to that tomb thing, honestly. I want to go again. I, I no, it's terrifying. I was supposed yeah. to go for Halloween, and um, I nobody would come with me. I wanted to go. No one would come with me. No one would come with me either. And I was too scared to go on my own. I was like, no, I can do this. No, I can't. Yeah. Actually, you know, I'm really scared because there was a big guy that was um, behind me. Because you know they, they put yeah. people at the front. They yeah. go, right, you. They asked me to say my name three times, so I thought I was going to die. You know when you see it in, in films, <laughs> you go, what's your name? I was like, Skill. Yeah. What's your name? It's still Gail. Yeah. What's your name? <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to die. They're going to kill me. There's going to be a murder. And then, um, so I went to the front and then they said to my daughter, what's your name? I was like, oh, this is it. It's like six names. Oh. And so she did it three times and she went, you're at the back. And my daughter's yeah. like, it's my birthday. It's my 15th birthday. The zombie lady just went, I don't care. <laughs> and then they left you. Yeah. They I just leave you. Horrible. And yeah. then they shut the door and then it's that's awful it. when they leave you. Because it's, it's a real tomb, isn't it? It's, it's a about real 2, tomb. 2,000 bodies down there. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so that's, wow. that's terrifying. You're down, you take a lift down as well. Yeah, because suddenly yeah. You've, you've gone through, it's a little bit like the London dungeons upstairs. So you do, yeah. the, oh, this is not too bad. Yeah. You know the history yeah. and, and they sort of like talk you through things and suddenly you're going into death time. Yeah. And in the end, that whiff of petrol. Oh my so you God. smell petrol and then you hear the chainsaw and you're like, yeah, and then the, the, the chainsaw is coming yeah. at you, and <laughs> so I'm, I'm screaming, running ahead, forgetting that a poor 15-year-old's at the back, and he's chasing my daughter. It's like, ah! it's like happy birthday <laughs> to you, everyone, happy birthday. <laughs> but the guy, the guy behind me was massive, right? And I said to him, like, I can't remember what his name was, Mike or Dave or something. I was like, could you go in front of me? Because I'm really shitting myself. And he's like, no way. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, massive. And I was like, seriously, he's like, I yeah. don't care. And I was hanging on to him. And his wife's going, it's fine, you can hang on to him. I was like, I'm not even listening to you. <laughs> get him to go in front. He's, no, he was, I was having none of it. I was terrified. I saw Got your faith change. Because you was thinking, that sounds amazing. Till Jen mentioned there's real tombs down there. You're <laughs> funny with shit like that, don't you? It's a real tomb. Because we was going to do a, a Halloween special. 
And uh, we was chatting to Brad, and we was going to do like a little video, kind of um, Blair Witch style, where me and Chris would be running around with torches under our faces, trying to like freak <laughs> each other out. And then I went, and he was going, "Yeah, yeah, we do that, we do that, yeah, yeah." How you really was, up for he that? was going, Brad was going, uh, "Yeah, but we, we do it like in like a, like a playing field." And I was like, "What?" And I was like, "We got to go and find somewhere pretty fucking scary." And all of a sudden, Brad was on the back foot, and I went, "We could do a Ouija board." Oh, I'm out. Louis. Mate, I like a laugh. I ain't raising the fucking dead. <laughs> and you got proper serious. I'm always up for getting scared, but I've had this. I've got one rule, and if Craig's only ever got one rule, it's don't fuck with Ouija balls. That is it. I'm like, no. But I thought you was fucking around, and you was like, no, no seriously, man, serious. I'm, I'm not raising the dead. <laughs> I'm, like, I, I'm, I'm up for honestly anything, but you know, I've always, you know, I don't want to get the heebie-jeebies. I don't, you know. You've seen The Exorcist, right? <laughs> my head I have turning around. Yeah, no. It is. Horrible. <laughs> but then after about a week, I was kind of thinking, oh, maybe we should do it. That's the good thing about Chris. You can go, Chris, I'll tell you what you should do for this video. I ain't doing that. It's embarrassing. Oh, go on. Nah. Go on. No. Chris. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's generally three go-ons, yeah. and then yeah, it's a yeah. goer. There's a theme there with the three thing, isn't it? <laughs> I used to look for dead people times. in America. That was my job. That was your job. Of course, my job. Was, yeah. Out. See, I'm up for that. I don't mind. I don't mind what like do going to those places that? and talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going to them and talking and like, seeing if anything's there. No, I'm we cool with. But we Ouija doing boarding doing it up. Oh, no. and stuff. You, you used to meet the maniacs, didn't you? That oh yeah. Mm. Oh. oh yeah. Oh, there was one guy. Oh bless him. He used to get possessed every night by different <laughs> people, but it's all famous people, obviously. So there was one time he was. Fred, uh, what's his name? Davis Jr. Sammy Davis Sammy Jr. Davis Jr. <laughs> he had to cut me out. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like who, who is he? Is it, is it Karl Marx? Oh, is he is it Mark's brother? He's gone, Sammy Davis. I was like, oh, no, no. <laughs> did, did, and then did, how did he change? Was it like a, oh, amazing. <laughs> 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 Tried to take it seriously, but John Lennon, oh, no I had to walk out. John oh Lennon, I had God. to walk out. They brought this American guy in, and he had the worst. I'm going to get you this episode. I'm not in it. The camera's like this, because the camera girl's like, ah. She's looking at me going, <laughs> This guy comes in with a wig on, and he's got a hat on, and of course, he's got the, the glasses like that, you know. And he's American, he's going, Oh, yeah, John Lennon comes to me every night, and we have a chat. And you're like, Do you know what? I was, but after year three, I was like, Oh, whatever. Oh. Um, so anyway, he's sitting there and he's, he's going on. He's got this woman with him. I don't know who she was. I think she was supposed to be Yoko Ono, but yeah, don't know. But um, he sa she said, oh, you'll know when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Not another one. And then suddenly he's just chatting away to you. Then he goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> How do you keep a straight face? I, I, didn't, I couldn't. I couldn't. I didn't. I was just like, oh, my was God. that when it was happening, girl? Or no, he, was not? Like, yeah. he was like, oh, it's happening. He's I like, no, no, he just does that. He went, Oh, why is the sky blue? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what accent that was. I don't know who he'd been possessed by, but he's going, Oh, the sky is so blue. I'm from Liverpool. <laughs> I was like, game over. I'm out. Was the show meant to be... It was supposed to be serious, so they put lots of like really serious music on it, but there was sometimes you just had to go, I can't do this. 
Was Sometimes there, it was scary. That's what I was going to say. Was yeah, there, yeah. There was times where it was scary, but then there was times when you had nutters and you, you could spot the psychics coming a mile away because they'd all have T-shirts. It's, it's psychic on it. Just <laughs> <laughs> maybe walking down Vegas to the strip, they're all quite large Americans and they'd all have psychic just in case they forgot or didn't quite figure it out. <laughs> And you're like, oh my god, the psychics are coming. And you'd have to just be really nice. They're going, ah, oh, there's, ah. Oh. I was going to get married eight times, apparently, and I was going to have like 14 children and all sorts of things. And then I was going to get die on the plane home. I got told everything. I was just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Don't mind. So what, what, what's an example of one that actually spooked you? Um, we were in a place uh, in, it was just outside of Texas, and we were looking for, um, I, it was just a comedian, uh, I can't remember what, Lucille Ball. Yeah. We're looking for Lucille Ball, as you do. And we went into this hotel room, and it was a really spooky hotel, and I was in a room on my own. And then the phone started ringing, gnomes on the phone, and it went on all night. Then the lights started moving, and I wasn't, we weren't filming at the time. It was just me in the room on my own. And when I lost my hair when I was filming over there, and I came back, my mum went, you see... You've been messing with the dark side. <laughs> it's like, no, I've got alopecia. It's an autoimmune deficiency. No, no, it's the ghosts. So there you go. If anyone's got alopecia, you haven't. It's just ghosts have taken your hair in the night. So, yes. I take it all of this was filmed, obviously, in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just fucking around with Ouija boards. Yeah, we did. We did Ouija boards as well. Yeah. Oh, That's goodness. what I'm not We I'm did not doing table it. tipping with witches, which was hilarious. What's, what's table, table tipping? tipping? They pick up... Table up, and then you've got all these witches in pants. Don't know why they were in pants, but they were in pants with dead ravens and stuff in them. Whoa, room. whoa, whoa! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Which way are you going to the pants, the table, the ravens? The witchy, the, the people that are witches and they're wearing pants. Yes, black pants. Right. With blood all over them. Not on the pants, but on their chest. They had raven blood on them. This was in Salem because we went to find witches and stuff. Black pants and blood on them. Black pants and blood up, on them. They, they and then holding up these this bits. table. And it's obvious that they were just spinning around holding the table and they're going, oh, the table is moving on its own. They're going, you, you've all got your hands under it. <laughs> I was like, right, if, you, if, it's, if it's moving on its own, move the hands. No, 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 it's the, the, uh, the energy. <laughs> no, it's not. You're lifting it and you're spinning it in your pants. Anyway, that's what I'd, we did. I'd, I'd love to job. do that. It'd be amazing. So, Jen, how about you then? What's your favourite thing about London? Well, I missed out on the Britpop scene because I was in Swansea, but um, probably, like, the restaurant scene. Yeah. Always eating out. Yeah. A few Nando's. Times a week. Curry. That's a big favourite of mine. <laughs> Nando's. <laughs> but have you got any I, sort of, any specific ones, any ones that you like the most? Dishoom. Dishoom. Yep, love Dishoom. Our buddy's Curry. just opened the sofa. Yeah. Yeah. That's that? very weird that's you amazing. say that. There's quite a few of them now. Yeah, there's one in Shoreditch. That's where it started. Mm. Best curry. Better than Brick Lane. Our um, previous guest, Ed Kiggins, can't be here today because he was going to come on and talk about restaurants. And he's just took over the new Dishoom in the West End that's going to be opening soon. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a Gatsby-style immersive mm. experience yeah. as well. I Meets mean, Bollywood. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. But... Um, they're doing sort of um, friends and family at the moment, Jen. So, because we're going on Monday, I think, for breakfast or brunch or whatnot. But I'll, if you give me your email, I'll get Ed to send you yes. an invite and uh, go to yeah. the opening. It's my favourite yeah. restaurant. Cool. That's good. Cool. Yeah. And so did you win the food? Oh, I haven't been for years, actually. It's, that, it's in Hyde Park, isn't it? Every I'll day. Have to go I again. Go. <laughs> <laughs> have you not? Oh, you have to go. Yeah. It starts on Thursday, yeah. not that I'm going there on Thursday. So I'm going to mention something. When I asked Chris about what his favourite things were about London, 
um, you decided to kind of try and be hybrid, didn't you? And, and, and add a bit of culture. And I went, oh, okay, mate. So, yeah. um, I, so I had to write this down. So that, uh, I, we've got a few <laughs> notes, but all my notes are <laughs> just generally being horrible at Chris. Um, Chris mentioned he really liked the giant squid in London Museum. Right, stop, stop there. Who knows what I'm talking about here? Can anyone put a hand up and just one person? I'll give you some money. No one. No, all right, okay. Well, you got one. One? Where, where was one. that? Where was that? Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I got you. Everyone a big fan of London Museums? <laughs> Squeaks? Right. Were you at the aquarium? No. no. <laughs> Are you sure? Chris met the blue whale in the Natural History Museum. I really like the fucking big squid in uh, London Museum. I meant the Natural History Museum. Well, I've done and, that. And there done, is... Why are you writing that down? Why are you writing that down? You're going to say that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there is a giant squid there, which has got a lot smaller since I was like nine. It looked massive. But that doesn't beat the Beastie Boys, mate. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> You can try with that one. I'll tell you what, we've got, we got a few minutes till we, we're going to take a break. So obviously we need you to think about questions and that for um, the end of the second half. And we've got um, our next two guests coming on as well. But um, anything that you, about London you might want to shout out? That, that, that we, we've got five minutes to have a chat about something. So well, any ideas? My favourite venue? My favourite venue? Good shout. That's a really good shout. Mm. Chris? Mm. Uh, for clubbing or for gigs? Ooh. I like the little one at the Queen of Hoxton when we used to put on like little bands. I think that's a cool little venue to see bands. And you used to have like DJs upstairs and then you get the live music scene downstairs. So I kind of used to like that. Miss it a little bit, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah. How about you then? Me? Um, yeah. <sighs> it's really weird because like, to see bands or to have played in would be different. Mm. I never played the Roundhouse in Camden. But did I'll you play? Did you get to London with your bands when you toured? That's a far. That's a long way from Essex. <laughs> I'm surprised they booked you this far out. To play would have been somewhere small and sweaty like the Dublin Castle. Okay, yeah. But then played what was is now Coco, but it was the Camden Palais, and I really mm. like that venue. I think it's great. And I, yeah, I, I saw Public Enemy there a couple of years ago, and it was it was brilliant. But they were a great bit pop band, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they were no Beastie Boys. <laughs> Gal? Um, I like Coco. Yeah. I must yeah. admit, and I do like the little places in Camden as well. Just mm. the yeah. electric ballroom, I quite enjoy. Yeah. Uh, I went to see a gig actually. I went to see Tears for Fears at the, at the oh. Albert Hall last week. I've got tickets. I'm Have going you? to Are you see in them the in one in Brighton March? in no. March. Yeah. I think I'm going to that one. It's really good. Oh, I love it. it really good. I love a bit of Tears yeah. for Fears. Because they played it um, in Hyde Park with the Killers. It yeah. was the first time my daughter had seen them. And I was a bit thinking, oh, I don't know if she's going to like it. But she loved it. It was oh, really good. Amazing. As long as I didn't sing too much. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I like the little venues in Camden. It kind of reminds me of being young as well. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? I think like you, Sue, is like, it depends. Yeah, if you play in, I would say the 100 Club. Are you in oh, the yeah. But when I was, yeah, playing the circuit back in, back in the day. What um, was your band called? I was in a couple, you know, very, you know, no, no big bands or anything. First one was the Requiems, and then the second one was Baxter. So we, yeah, played the Baxter. Hundred Club. Yeah, 
Do you, you know? You, is that, you said that like you, you recognised it. Who's thinking about the dog in Anchorman, <laughs> weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were you? Or the soup. Yeah, yeah, you're putting two and two together and going, a whole wheel of cheese? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not angry, I'm impressed. <laughs> oh, God, I don't get out much. Oh. <laughs> so, the 100 Club. Um, but to see a band, I, I just love Brixton Academy. Yeah, oh, good shot. Just being in Brixton as well, you know, having mm. drinks beforehand. And then, yeah. I always see a band in, in Brixton. I'm seeing the Prosody there in December for the fourth time. Because they, they always tend to play there, don't they? So, yeah. I saw, um, I saw the Pixies at, at, at Brixton a couple of years ago. And uh, it, it's... Don't, I, I would have changed Coco for, for Brixton Academy. I didn't even think of it. Didn't even pop in my head. It's, it's Too late, yeah. mate. You oh, lost. Sorry. It. <laughs> I know the rules. I know the rules, mate. Anyone? Go on, I'll let someone else go first. Gal? Oh, uh, I'm not, not really great to pubs. I used to go to like the John Snow in Soho just because it was oh, yeah. right opposite yeah. my flat. <laughs> and it was easy, it meant that I could just stagger home and I was, yeah. no, there was no trouble. But I don't really, I don't tend to go out much now. Because I was saying to Honey, even if you come into gigs or anything, by the time you've got the tube and you've gone half the way across London and then you've got to get back and make sure you don't miss it, I can't be bothered. I just want yeah. to go somewhere local Yeah. with local people. <laughs> I like all the Borough Market pubs, you know, at yeah. the Market Porter. Oh, I've never been to them. Are they good? Yeah, Southwark Tav. You can do a nice little crawl around there on a Saturday lunchtime. And there's me thinking you <laughs> was going to say the good mixer. So. <laughs> we're partying. I was there a few <laughs> weeks ago, yeah. But that was because it was after the book launch and it was, we were at the Waterstones around the corner, so. Yeah. Good, good. I, I would have said that, that growing up, the good mixer was, was, was the, the pub uh, that I've never I spent been. the most Edinburgh time. Edinburgh Castle. And, uh, Did you look yeah. at the Edinburgh Castle? Not the real Edinburgh Castle. There's a pub in Camden called the Edinburgh Dublin Castle. Castle. Dublin Castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and there's the Edinburgh, there's Edinburgh one as well. There's, yeah. Edinburgh there's two. Well, yeah, there's two. Yeah. Where's that? It's, it's um. It's Parkway, right at the top, isn't it? Yeah. Like Parkway. It's near. Yeah. Regent's Park. Yeah. Good Mixer was one where you just, if you walked in there in the nineties, you would see someone out of Blur having a pint. It just seemed fucking yeah. nuts. Mm. Just going into a pub and because you'd heard that the Good Mixer was where all the bands drunk and it's yeah. it's not a nice pub is it it's just a dirty no, a north dive, london but it's, it's known as the Britpop pub like yeah. apparently like they say men's wear formed there and yeah. alaska did a handshake deal with deceptive records <coughs> over a pint and a packet of crisps so no contract signed so yeah it's got a, a lot of hit history. history yeah g-a-y one pound pint of wine kylie minogue <laughs> midday oh my god no, no, I've been there at midday dancing, but... That's a day out right there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take you next time. You haven't suggested mine's chariots yet, mate. That's always your little no, side no, joke. No, I've not been there. Does anyone know what chariots is? Yeah. Look As if everyone's going to go... <laughs> yeah. 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 What's chariots? <laughs> is it? Yeah. Damn it. We'll go there later. It's a sauna. It's like, yeah. Where people yeah, just yeah, go and relax. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. How That's are we right. doing for time? I love the fact you know it's closed. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, did you? Oh yeah, sure, that sure. old chestnut. Yeah, yeah. We walked past it and pushed on the door. <laughs> it was locked. <laughs> you got lost again, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is here every week. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, look, we're gonna um, we're taking half our break now, so go and. Um, Get trolled, and then um, we'll be back with um, another two guests and 
um, some more chat and then get thinking of questions that we're going to finish on um, and, or any stories you've got about London. And should we go and have a drink as well? Let's go and have a beer, mate. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, like yeah. to say, massive thanks Thank to you. Jen and massive thanks to Gal. Thank you, Jen. Thanks, Gal. 30 minutes, guys. So there's part one, and we will send you part two uh, very shortly. What I will also say is don't forget that we'll be doing a Craig's message. We've got Craig coming in to do a little Christmas message that we'll be releasing uh, Christmas Day for y'all. Um, okay, until part two, take care now. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Our Core Listing, the podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.